and welcome back to Madness in the Method, uh, the podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage and all the movies he has made. My name is Tobias, and with me as always is my uh, friend and trusted co-host, uh, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. I almost called you my sister and trusted co-host, because <laughs> that's my other podcast, if you haven't heard of it, the Spottercast. Um... No, but this is not this podcast. This is Madness in the Method, and we are here to talk about yet another Nicolas Cage movie. Um, and we are. This is season three, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, direct to DVD. Direct to DVD. But so far, we haven't we haven't had too many bad movies. Like I, th- I think we kind of I think we categorized the beginning of this season a little wrong. This sh- it should almost yeah. be like still be like Mr. Superstar era. Which was season yeah. two, but I mean, there was, of course, you know, it, it started with with uh, Wicker Man and you know, knowing in movies like that. But it, you know, it hasn't really been bad, too bad. It, it's it's generally it's it's generally overall went down in quality, yeah. but yeah. only like two points, not like five points. Yeah. Then some movies are better, some be- some are worse, but yeah, it's just more of the 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 median. Yeah, this is like the beginning of the downfall. It should almost yeah. be the third season should have been super short before all the really bad stuff came. Yeah, that should have true. been directed DVD. But we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't really know because we haven't seen all his movies because he's made no. like six billion movies. So yeah. Um, yeah. So, however, speaking of the downfall, uh, today we're talking about season of the witch. And, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's an action-adventure fantasy medieval movie from 2011, starring Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman and Claire Foy, I think? Yeah. Yes, Claire Foy in, like, her first, uh, feature film role, which is cool because she kind of became, like, a famous person later on. She was in, like, uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo sequel and some other stuff. I've only seen her in that, though. Anyway, <laughs> um, also stars, stars some other people you've never heard of, like Stephen Campbell Moore, Ulrich Thompson, although I have heard of him, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, Christopher Lee for like two minutes as a as a dying king or something. Yeah, um, cardinal. I, I suppose. I don't know what he did there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, you 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 can come to wherever they shot this. Kazakhstan, I don't know, Chechnya, somewhere, I don't know. We, you, you can stay for like an extended weekend, we'll pay you like a hundred thousand bucks, and you can go home. You only have to sit in a bed. He said, I will do it. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it was mostly around like Poland and Czech Republic. Poland, that was the thing. Yeah, not Chechnya, Czech Republic, sorry. I don't know my European countries. And Kazakhstan is not even Europe, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my geology. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so um, you hadn't seen this movie before, right? Uh, I realized as I was watching it, because I, I think I told you that I'd like seen the beginning of it, but turned it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when we when I reached the ending, I was like, I've seen this movie before. Okay. Because <laughs> I, like, I recognized everything in the beginning. I recognized a couple of things in the middle. But then it was just like a blank, and I was like, oh, maybe it, this is where I stopped watching. But then I came to the end, and I was like, no, I have seen the whole thing. I just <laughs> blacked blacked it all out. Because I hated it. <laughs> well, So I have uh, seen it before. <laughs> Technically. Technically. Yeah. All right. 
And so, uh, based on that you didn't think you had seen all of it before, <laughs> uh, what did you expect? I expected it to be bad, because yeah. I remember turning it off because it was mm. bad. Yeah. But apparently you only turned off your brain, not the movie. I, exactly, I only turned off my brain. <laughs> so now having seen the whole thing, it was so bad, I turned it off in my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so now after you've seen it... Uh, no, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, did it meet their expectations? Yes, it did. Um, there there are some interesting stuff there, like little little nuggets of, of uh, like creativity and fun. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all wrapped in this blanket of boring. <laughs> like there's no there's no there's no complexity. There's no depth to anything. It's just we're going over here and now we fight wolves and now we go over a bridge. It's it's a vid- it's a video game. Yeah, very basically. Much. Yeah. Uh, or as I was thinking, it's it's a it's a a D and D adventure. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the party gathering at the beginning, uh, but um, yeah, so I hadn't seen it either. Uh, I also suspected it to be very bad uh-huh. um, because I have, I have never heard anyone say anything positive about, about this movie like, <laughs> ever. I've barely heard anyone talk about it. I've heard people talk about it oh. in, in in the in the in the way that they take it as one of the examples of a bad Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, okay. It's like. Oh, he did some bad movies. Oh, really? Like what? Yeah, you know, like Season of the Witch, Tarkov. It's like that kind of counting. But I haven't heard anyone talk about any specifics of the movie. Just that it's a bad one. Okay. Uh, and uh, now afterwards, I would say it it was better than I thought. Uh, don't doesn't say that much. <laughs> uh, it's, but there, like you said, I I would say there are. This is a movie with a few few good scenes which isn't really connected in any meaningful way and really needs a build-up. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of cool payoffs that fall flat because there is no build-up to the cool payoff. Like a, co- a cool line or a cool thing uh, that happens. Yeah. But, but you don't have... They don't earn it. Um, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's the biggest issue with the movie. And also, there's no characters. Uh, yeah, also- I was gonna say like like it's an interesting, like like uh, it's a, it's a pretty classic, you know, uh, tale of 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 uh, a witch. You know, like oh, is she actually a witch or is this just you know female persecution as it was in reality? Mm. And are we gonna like are we gonna deal with that? Or are the characters gonna start doubting their quest? And, you know, doubting the church? Or and is it gonna turn out that they're just bringing this young girl to be hanged or, you know, is it going to be something, something that, no, because spoilers, she's not, well, she's not a witch. She's a, she's worse. She's a fucking demon. (laughs) It's like, oh, so the church was right. It was good that we hanged all these women or burned them at Uh, the stake because they were demons and witch. Like, like I said, there's no nuance here. It's like, oh, she was bad all along. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I I have this, the most, like generally speaking, I have a big issue with uh, movies that is historical fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, it's tough. Movies that movies that are in our world, which with real events, but then there's also like monsters. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and 
things and magic. It, it, it doesn't fit right with me. I think the only one which I really put up there is, is when it works, but that's because it's so stylistic and you can't take it as historical. That's 300. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't buy that that's the real, a real world. Even no, though it's based it's, on real events. Yeah, it's obviously a, um, uh, like a, a version, uh, yeah. a, a story being told. Um, it's not actually like a documentary. They're not trying to be realistic. Yeah, while yeah. this one, it feels like they try, are trying. Yes, but I get uh, it. But because um, it's casting kind of a wide net, saying like adding like fantasy elements to real to the real world. Like, would you count uh, the witch, like Robert Eggers, the witch, in no, that I, category, I, or no, where, where do you like? No, because you... that that's no, because that that's I mean, when there's like specific countries and specific. Uh, historic, like in the beginning of this one, where they splash these specific wars oh, or okay. battles they fight in. Yeah, and like it's supposed to be like a like an historic epic, you know? Yeah, like where, where, like Troy or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But where they're like where they explicitly say this is about these this specific era. Yeah, which is sort of very as an example that's extremely vague and broad, and it could easily not be in our world. Without yeah. changing anything, you could just decide it's not, and it's not really because I don't think they ever specify any locations. No, exactly. the only thing they specify, the only thing that it makes it in any way bound to our world is like sort of the religion, uh, religious aspect. Actually. Yeah, um, yeah. and and also the fact that it, it's it's supposed to be a folk tale, so it has to sort yeah. of take place in our world. Yeah, but, but only marginally. Yeah. 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 Um. So that's rubbed me the wrong way throughout the entire movie. This one, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they really do it a lot. I feel, um, and then there's this, it, the the feeling I get to this movie. I I tried to research. I couldn't find any anything to strengthen this, but the way I perceive this movie is, a movie where the studio cut out all the dialogue scenes but kept all the action scenes. Yeah. It feels like there is something here. There is a movie, but we just aren't allowed to see it because we have some cool action scenes or, or horror elements that we need instead of like character developments. Yeah, because I know um, it was it was um, they did they did reshoots. Brett Ratner of all people um, came on to do reshoots. A lot of you know green screen reshoots. Mm. Um, which I think you you see a few dialogue scenes when they're riding, which is like obviously they're you can see that they're not sitting on horses because they're like mechanically moving up and down, yeah. and there's obvious green screens behind them. But I also think like a lot of the um, I this is me speculating, of course, but it feels like a lot of the uh, opening action scenes with them cutting down infidels are mm-hmm. you know reshoots because we need to add some action to this. Mm. Because it feels like this was supposed to almost be like a almost like a horror movie for a while, uh, yeah. with all the you know the dark forest and the witch and everything, but then they turn it into like an action horror movie almost or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's this. I don't know this weird thing of just while I don't know if it's the reshoots or but there's some horrible. Um, Lip syncs at some points. Oh, I didn't know. I oh, got it. No, no. Guess you know. I honestly, I I didn't pay a lot of attention to the movie after a while. 
it was like I was listening to the dialogue, but I was like looking at IMDb at the same time, you know, no, watching okay. TV, watching Twitter, watching the TV. <laughs> ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, because there there was some moments where I was like, "Is there is is my is my TV off? Is that <laughs> is it? You know, you know when you you see it's off, but not completely off. Yeah, huh? where it's just a little bit. You're like, oh, is yeah, that, yeah. Is that is huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then the editing is kind of everywhere sometimes too. Uh, yes, oh yes. Also is is part of again because it feels like it has been re-edited, reshuffled somewhere. Yes, there are a few like whoa when they cut from like super yeah. super serious scene, and then all of a sudden they're just sitting on a horse like riding along, yeah. like what? Yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. Is what I'm it's trying to say. It's definitely a mess. Yeah. Um, but again, there's some good things in here, and I I think the the because I read that this is like a um, spec script. Uh yeah, um, I know it was it was written like ten in the beginning of the two thousands and yeah didn't and it was or it was sold in the beginning of two thousands and then it wasn't made yeah. until now or well twenty eleven and I I, I think cause I from what I found at least there was <clears throat> no real rewrites after it was bought. <laughs> uh, there could have been, but I can't find any no, yeah, me trace of it. Uh, so, so I think just someone made like a, a, a yeah, a working script, uh, which, and then it just was on a shelf, and then someone took it off and just let's shoot it without thinking over it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. It just feels like oh, we need to, we need to make a movie right now. All right, we have this. Yeah, let's let's shoot this script. I forgot I had it, <laughs> which is weird because this was um, is it Relativity Media or uh, yeah, the, yeah, Relativity? And this was the first movie like that they actually produced instead of just um, uh, like buying the rights to and releasing. So they were actually like specifically involved in making the movie and not just like selling it or or buying it. I mean, distributing it. Yeah, and this is this is. They were happy with this, or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it is uh, the, the the script changed hand a lot of times, so I think it just, okay. it just came in their position because uh, it was bought by MGM. Oh right, yeah, I read about yeah. that as well. And then that like uh, moved to Columbia Pictures, and that then moved to Relative Media Media. So yeah. They just had it. <laughs> yeah, just oh, let's just sh- let's just shoot it. Okay, that's also so sad because like, if if there's anything that's good in this, it's like sets and costumes. Yeah, it's, um, it really it, they, you see that they really put money into making this look quote unquote authentic or yeah. real. I mean, and they shot, and that's the thing. There's this whole like subgenre of medieval movies that could be like sort of historical or just fantasy straight up. They're all shot in like. Uh, Europe or Northern Europe um, by like an American company but with a European crew or something um, and they, sp- they spend like a lot of money on them like like uh, relatively to you know how much it make- costs to make money here in Europe because we're kind of cheaper ma- in making movies here so like this movie cost 40 million dollars to make estimated yep. yeah. yeah so they had 40 million dollars to spend in Europe and that's like I think that's twice the budget of Sweden's biggest movie ever, which is coincidentally <laughs> also a medieval action epic, uh, Arn, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that's the biggest budgeted movie we've ever had in Sweden. And this shit, 
piece of shit had twice the budget. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but that's because you you know, you can shoot in old castles and old towns that actually still exists. Um, and like I said, like labor is uh, or, or filmmaking is cheaper here. And you look at all the yeah, all the beautiful sets, uh, all the great all the great clothing. Like everything looks really great. And there's a lot of extras too. Yeah, a lot of extras. Like it looks expensive uh, for yeah. the most part, but then there's a lot of you know walking in the woods. But even that, like, it's very moody. You know, yeah. the n- northern Europe forest. It's just it's it's breaming with mood. Um, but then you have this dog shit script that they that they don't do anything with the characters. It's just them walking through the woods. It's it's yeah. it's B movie trash. Like we'll just shoot it in the forest. Like that's what yeah. kids do when they don't have any money. Yeah, but that's what I was feeling when when I said like it's a it's a D and D campaign. Yeah, because uh, it really feels like this. This here's a a, a set piece or a, or a combat encounter, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then after that, it's like okay, you can play with each other now, and the, the players don't really know what they're gonna say or yeah. they don't really want to develop their characters. They're sort of just waiting around, and someone tries to tries to like, oh, okay, so how how did, did you become a crusader then? Yeah, uh, and and then and then uh, anyway, well, uh, let's do the next combat encounter, and it, that's <laughs> yeah. entire movie just feels like that. And when they get, to, which is, I think that's the worst part of the movie, weirdly enough, is the fucking wagon on the bridge thing, uh. which is so long. And yeah, so, doesn't doesn't do anything. There's it, no nothing happens. Yeah, it, I like. It didn't have to be that. It could have just been like, oh, we need to walk carefully over here. And then, oh, the guy falls and she ca- catches him. Because that's the whole point. Yeah, the, Her catching to... him. That's it. Yeah. But that's yeah. like 15 minutes of them walking back and forth. And, oh, your horse has to pull this and you have to pull the rope. Like, Shut up. Just walk across the bridge. Yeah. And also, they they do these weird things they do throughout the mo- movie. But I think it's the worst that scene. Where they're like... No one should walk through the, over this. And uh, because Cage character is like, yeah, I can with my horse. I just uh, did it. <laughs> why did you Why did you bring your horse? Okay, fair enough. You can do it, I guess. And then he says, it, it works if you go one at a time. First of all, you didn't go one. You you were two, at least, if you, point, if you count the horse as one. So I don't know where you got that number. <laughs> anyway, it's a card cut to them trying to pull over the wagon... Two people and a wagon. Right after he said, "We can walk, do it one at a time." It's like, are you? Were yeah. you not there two seconds ago when you said this? Yeah, but and then but then the problem is like this is all nitpicky. This should have been part of a montage of them walking through the woods. Yeah, could have been an awesome shot, like a low angle shot from like the river below, watching them walk across this rickety bridge. Ooh, with birds flying around. That would have been, but that would have been a. 15 second shot that's it yeah, like, like, that's like, it. The, like the most of the shots in um, the Lord of the Rings the first one yeah exactly where they're walking to before they get to Moria and they walk around in the mountains and stuff it's like just show them doing a perilous thing yeah like get to get to the interesting part but they never get to an interesting part instead no. they, they they expand on the <laughs> on the 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 transportational the transitional parts like because no, yeah. they because they don't have anything all they have is um I, I don't even know if that's in the script or if that's reshoots but you have the the opening when they're in you know in the crusades 
Mm, then you have yeah. the the bridge scene. You have the wolf attack. You have the weird mace thing. Um, where um, uh, where what's his name? Uh, uh, damn it! Nice. The other guy. The other guy, other guy. With, with a daughter, Mila. Eckhart. Eckhart. Eckhart gets stabbed because he sees his daughter instead of the little kid, Kay, Kai. And then you have the ending, where yeah. they fight the demons and the zombie priests in the uh, monastery or whatever it was. That's it. And that's yeah. like that's like 30 minutes. And then they have to pad the other hour out Yeah. with nothing. And also they did do this weird non-commit things that a lot of movies do. A lot of movies do this. Even good movies do this. And I I hate it. Where they they start the movie showing that witches are real. Yes, that was also and very then, bad. And then they spend maybe the first like half of the 30 minutes to 45 minutes of when they are are traveling with the girl and have this or maybe she isn't a witch yeah. maybe it's just religion maybe maybe they're crazy maybe she's not evil but, exactly but, but we've, showed us we've already that, seen that witches exist so why you why should we question sort of, it <laughs> yeah there's a weird suspension suspension thing it's so dumb that isn't needed and and then they have this that when it's trying to be horror, but not really want to go full on horror. Yeah, there's a there's a bit a little bit of a jump scare, but it's not scary at all. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a complete miss in every attempt at doing something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. But I think it's it's non-committal. It doesn't it doesn't dare to do anything all out. Yeah, I, it's gonna do everything a little bit. I agree, and then a lot of padding. Yeah. And another thing which is very infuriating, infuriating, when I reading about like both Perlman and Nicolas Cage seem to really like these characters and the script and have this talk about how the characters are thinking, how they're feeling, and where they're coming from, and where it, they talk about them like they're deep characters. Show us that. that yeah. Yeah. And I and I get that that they're like you know they're they're holy warriors who lost their faith. And now yeah. they're kind of they're kind of begrudgingly working for the the the, the church again. Like that's interesting, but they don't do anything with it. Yeah, they don't no. commit to it, like you said. Yeah, <sighs> can we have maybe show Nicolas Cage's character that he is because he's a very adamant through at the beginning of the movie that he still believes in God but not the church. Yeah, exactly. Can we show him sort of pray to God and or? Or do something that show that he still has his faith. He's not he's not faithless. He's only lost faith in the church, not God. And maybe get him in a in a discussion with the priest they work where they're working with. Yeah. Where they try to convince each other about the horrors of the church and uh, these things. And just they you can't just say, well, he doesn't like the church anymore, and then don't do anything with it. <laughs> you just come on and. Again, Ron Perlman, uh, according to his uh, uh, his reading of, of the character, mm-hmm. uh, he, I'm just read, he said, I love the character. I'm actually more comfortable being a sidekick because I don't get blamed if it's the, a complete disaster <laughs> like this. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I really like his mindset. I like his irreverence in, the, in this world of seriousness. He's a guy who thinks it's all bullshit. 
He's just in it for the horse and the sword fighting. Sure. Whereas, whereas B-Man has a very well-articulated idea of his relationship to country and church and spirituality and God, Felson has none. He doesn't bother to spend any time thinking about that. That's That could be an interesting duo, these two. Yeah. He's a very, very serious God and this very jokey party guy. But Perlman per- is mostly serious. Sure, he cracks a few jokes throughout the movie, but... He's mostly just a serious holy warrior. Mm-hmm. And and but, but the problem is also that it, that that doesn't really fit with the feeling of the movie because the movie is very serious. So Perman's character feels kind of out of place. I think if he yeah. was if he was more like nihilistic, like yeah. not not oh shucks, more like I don't give a fuck, that would have worked better. Yeah, it could be the same show, character. Show that just... these show that these two characters are. Not the same character because in this movie yeah. they are the same character. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is just—they—they—they—they uh, yeah. they are both one character. They are the holy warrior that don't believe in you know religion anymore. Yeah, they're just two two sides of that. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and also, <sighs> also like, why I also think that the the opening shots of the Crusades uh, was a reshoot is that that's backstory that we should have learned about throughout the movie like why are these two these two crusaders on the lamb in in europe what why are they here why are they trying yeah. to like what are they escaping from then oh you find out why they don't believe in the religion anymore you find out why they have they have deserted the you know the holy lands and everything ah because you know they slaughtered women and children and they didn't <laughs> Now I understand. Then, then you can get a little conflicted, like, oh, so this guy he murdered women and children, but I've kind of been rooting for him for a while. But, but all that is already, it's 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 front loaded with all that. So you like you already know all that, and they show it off in the most boring like exposition action dump ever. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and, and the main the main story, uh, the big twist at the end that it's a demon, yeah, a, a witch. Just the thing that. There's a demon who is sort of manipulating and hunting, hunting over Europe to find these books to destroy them because it's the only thing that can stop him of spreading the plague. That's also that's, uh, that's a I I think I think that could be a pretty good twist. It could be a pretty it's a it is a it's a story. Yeah, sure. But but, but it's not used in any way. No, it's just it just tells them this is what happened. Oh. Because okay. that would that, that would fit better in more of an action movie where they know mm. they're chasing a demon um, and having them hunting the demon, having it show up in the end like, oh, I've had this great plan where I've been moving across the world, right. hunting these books. Like, uh, why wasn't or, that? It should have been like a Marvel movie, like MacGuffin Hunt. Then. <laughs> yeah, or just if you want to go that route, just have it that they are transporting a witch, but they hear about the demon. That the, the witch is a servant of the demon that they need to get rid of. Yeah. And then the twist is, oh no, we were taking the demon all along. Um, something like that. I don't know. Um, or just just you, the the classic demon thing is you know to 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 tear tear people down, like make them lose their faith. Um, so that's, that's, that's the goal it's trying to reach before getting to the monastery. Like, haha, we, before we get there, none of you are going to believe in your cause anymore and you will let me, you know, you will set me free. Um, it's, it's too specific. Like I'm looking for a book. It's, it's too, like I said, it's too Marvel movie. It's too MacGuffin-y. 
Um, and then to have like the final the final battle with zombie priests and a demon. <laughs> it's too. It's it's it all. It all all of a sudden becomes a silly action movie, which it wasn't before. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that if that was the movie from the beginning, but they're trying to be like super serious and dark. And then, oh look, there's a CGI demon monster, a goblin with wings, and zombie priests kill them. <laughs> and you have one-liners and cutting off heads. Like, what? Just you're speaking about the, the the cool action scene at the end. Yeah. Why did they give Nicolas Cage the cool scar and then killed him? Yeah, get the cool scar. You can't kill him if you get the cool scar. He should have had that cool scar in the beginning. Yeah, it, it could have been like you know he he got that scar during the Crusades, and now it's a it's a it's a it's a dark remembrance of what he did over there. Ooh, like how did you get that scar, soldier? I can't tell you. I don't want to talk about it. You know something like that. It's it's yeah. that's formulaic bullshit as well, but it's better than this. Yeah. So, um, what did you think about Nicolas Cage's performance? This feels like one of those where this could have been any person. Like, he he says he was interested in this, and he, he signed on to it because it kind of harkened back to, like, the old, super low-budget Roger Corman movies of the 60s and 70s, and I kind of see that, because it's mostly, like, oh, we're gonna, just going to film in the woods. But it has none of the charm of those movies. Um, and I'm guessing maybe he found that out like halfway through the shoot, and he was like, Ugh. "Fuck!" So I, 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 for me, it feels like he's phoning it in a little bit. Like he doesn't seem uh, to have fun. Not well, a lot. I, yeah, no, I, I think he's. I wouldn't say phoning it in. I would say he does a an okay job. He he does an okay job, but he, as you said, you can have anyone. At this, at this point. Yeah, exactly. That, that could was, have been anyone. Was, yeah, but it, I, I don't think he was phoning it in. I, I think he, he was... He did the acting. Uh, but sure. uh, I, I just think the... He, he, hadn't, he didn't have a script to work with. <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah uh, he doesn't have a character to work with. Yeah, that, no, no, just, no, sure, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has he has the emotions <coughs> at the right, right parts. It's believable when he's angry. It's believable when he's sad. It's... it's uh, yeah, it's... it's it's fine, but again, you when you have a char- when you don't have a character, it's very hard to do anything. Yeah. So I, he did the best he could, I'd say. I guess. No blame on him. <laughs> no, I don't really blame him. Like I, I wouldn't be too jazzed about making this movie either if I was in his shoes. Um. <sighs> it's just sad though, because that's the thing with a lot of these movies. Because I, I was starting to think about that. Because I've, I've, I've seen a few of these, you know. Mid-budget, like uh, action movies set in the medieval times, shot in Europe. I saw one last year. Um, whatever it was, I think it was called Medieval. <laughs> um, starring uh, whatever his name is, my favorite actor, and I can't remember his name. Either way, and it was like I, I thought, like, oh yeah, there was like a there was like a resurgence of these kind of movies in the mid two thousand mid to late two thousands. Where people realize, like, ah, you can just you can just go to Europe and, and shoot a, a, a basically a, a half epic action movie for no money at all. So there was a bunch of these movies made, like Centurion and um, yeah, this um, Black Death with Sean Bean, which is actually kind of good because it ha- it's more oh. of a drama. Mm. Um, but then I was I was going to look up more titles to see how many there were around that time, and I realized that no, they've just been doing this 
like forever. <laughs> shoot, shoot like American crews or American companies going over to Europe, shooting a, a piss poor medieval action movie for no money with a European crew, and they're still doing it. Like I said, I saw one last year and I looked up a list, and there are so there are so many movies being made like this, like v- Viking General or I don't know. There was one called Whore, which was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's like a it's like a sh- sub genre of shitty like mid-tier action movies and they all get bad reviews basically and they have this they have the one big um the one big star uh, most of the time like this time it's nicholas cage or you have a fucking i can't name anyone right now (laughs) um the same thing which is not really the same but you had the remake of Conan the Barbarian the same year as this also starring Ron Perlman as Conan's father I'm not starring oh. mm-hmm. which is kind of the same thing you know mid-budget movie shot in Europe cheaply yeah. made not very good and it's sad because they come over here with, with all that money basically if you count it in, in European value and they do nothing with it because none of the movies are good at least not, none of them that I've seen are good um and they, they could do so much more with it if just had a script to work with. Like, like imagine if... Imagine if... Just we, talk, we, we talked about The Witch, and this is a movie about a witch, as about, and about, you know, yeah. the whole thing, like, religion versus, you know, ac- ac- actual, you know, believing in God or whatever, and how religion yeah. is bad. Imagine if they actually had a good script, like The Witch, but, but, but with this budget. Imagine if Nicolas Cage's character... And and the priests were actually like, yeah, like we said, talking about this. And you could see how maybe the priest started losing his faith or something, you know. Develop develop the characters. Give them a backstory. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could be great with all that. Because you could do it with all these epic set pieces and all the, the, great, uh, the great vistas of Northern Europe, you know. Um... Yeah, and just if if we had this, if we focused on that, if we foc- if the focus of the movie was Nicolas Cage's character's faith, yeah, uh, that also would work great at the end when he's actually confronted with an, a literal demon. Yes, to to have like this revelation that he was wrong, uh, he sh- he shouldn't have lost his faith because it's all true. Yeah, um, and it just. Use that and the crisis of faith uh, on from the other side. Um, it's it, there's, there's, it could be interesting. Yes, it could be interesting. But the, yeah, but they all end up being shitty action movies. I found the movie though that I watched last year. It's called it's called Medieval. It's starring mm-hmm. uh, Ben Foster, which really he should be in better shit than this. <laughs> he is such an amazing actor, and he keeps doing mostly crap. I don't know if he's like shunned in Hollywood or something. It's so sad. But either way, that movie was at least okay because he had amazing actors like him and uh, Matthew Good is great in it as the king and a bunch of other uh, actors. Like Till Schweiger, when he wants to, is actually a good actor. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but once again, that movie's all just... Because it's all actually based on like a real uh, uh, Czech uh, warlord called, called Jan Siska. Um, and he has like an interesting story how he was never defeated in battle and actually died of old age, which no warrior ever does. Um, and there's like once again a nugget of something interesting there, but it all just amounts to Ben Foster in a bunch of action scenes. 
<laughs> God damn it! You know. Uh, <laughs> um. I don't know why it's so hard to make a good movie. Yeah, like just, 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 just put a little more effort into the writing. You have the yeah. budget. You obviously have the stars. Nick Cage, Ben Foster, fucking mm. Michael Caine was in that medieval movie from last year. Um, you have yeah, the I, you have the sets, think, you have the the <laughs> costumes, you have everything. Just yeah, write I, a good script. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's why it gets so infuriating. Because it would be one thing if it was like if if you could see that they didn't have any extras or the they shot it a lot in the forest because they didn't afford things or yeah. didn't have the things. And but all the pieces are here. Everything is here. Yeah. You have, as you said, good actors, good places, good visual uh, cinematography. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Why? <laughs> why? 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 And how can you how can you make this movie? Because, I mean, it takes years to make a movie like this. Yeah. Uh, how did you not go... This is a pretty bad dialogue. <laughs> maybe we should just... Maybe we should reshoot that. Maybe we should reshoot the dialogue. Maybe... I, I I think it's it's um I honestly think that a lot of these these uh, companies who make these movies, they kind of have the same mentality as like uh, you know the asylum you know the the company who made like all these oh, yeah. the mock yeah, yeah. the mockbusters transmorphers and snakes on a train or yeah. whatever, <clears throat> um, they're basically just selling um a poster so that you know, people you know mostly like dads basically. Um, can can see them in the bargain bin in, when they're grocery shopping. Like, ooh, cool action movie. Oh, Nicolas Cage, I'll buy this. Yeah, that's I it. Get that, that's it. I get that from a company pr- perspective, but the director who is there on set, come on. Like the guy who, but, but the guy who directed, um, who directed uh, season of the witch. It's Dominic Senna or Cena. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. Like he's a, he's he's a gun for hire. He is mostly made uh, music videos. He made Gone in sixty seconds, another snorefest and lost episode of this podcast. Sorry. Yeah. We might talk about that in the future again. Who knows? He made Swordfish. He made Swordfish, which was definitely definitely a movie. Yeah, it's better, yeah. but it's not great. It's um, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, more of a movie than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't, I don't, he, for him, I don't think he, once again, this is me just armchair speculating, but I don't think he's like, you know, a passionate artist for him. I think directing is just, it's a job. He's a, a working, like we, you, they talk a lot about working actors who is just, it's just a job for them. They're not, yeah. they're not trying to like emote and bring, you know, spew their soul out on the stage. No, it's just a job. I'm an actor, whatever. And there's the same with yeah. directors. Directors like this. He's just, he's just, he's there to say, oh, shoot, no, the lining needs to be this. Use this lens. He's very technical minded because, like, once again, it looks fine for the most part. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah, care, but, really. Yeah, but I mean, it's like if, if he builds a shelf and, like, oh, all the shelves are loose, but eh, we're going to sell it anyway. No. Yeah. Really? Come on, just fix it. No, but it just, it holds. Uh, fix it. It's not great, but it holds. It's not going to fall over when you put books on it. So why should I care about <sighs> finishing it and you know putting some nice you know woodworking on the side? Who cares? Why? It's done. I mean, I I, I went into this to this episode being like, well, this movie was it was bad, but it it has some good things. <laughs> Going out like just angry. <laughs> yeah, because it's frustrating 
when cuz cuz filmmaking is uh for the most part art it's it's an mm. art form so it's it, it's so frustrating when the p- proposed artist doesn't seem to give a fuck yeah yeah it's like I don't know. It's like if Picasso like, I'm just going to do stick figures. Why should I care? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, have you read any reviews from the time? I actually haven't. Um, um, okay. Let me pull it up. I, I don't think they're good. No, it has a 28 meta score, which is pretty Imagine, imagine if Ebert were like, this is a, yeah. this is a 4 <laughs> out of 5, though. I don't, think, I don't think he is here... Doesn't look like it, but we have a few people that we've heard from before. At least their uh, their their sources here. Um, so yeah, it has zero positive reviews. At least you know critic critical reviews. Um, Eleven mixed and sixteen negative. The best review is from Movie Line. This is from the Time. Um, January 6, 2011. Stephanie Zakarek wrote, "Season of the Witch is barely even a Nicolas Cage movie." He wanders through the picture, zombified. Yeah, exactly. Because he doesn't have much to do. Um, Christian Science Monitor, which has been very all over the place, gave it a 42, writing, It would take a lot more than holy water to rescue Season of the Witch from mediocrity. Yeah! (laughs) Um, Some bad reviews here. Um, The worst one is from the Wall Street Journal, which gave it a 10 out of 100. And writes, Mr. Cage's knight ends up playing second banana to a digital devil. Welcome to the oh. January dead zone. Yeah. That's all oh, right. It was released in January. I didn't. That's, you know, that's fuck mm, you. It's January. Yeah. We dump all the movies where we're like, ah, oh, this didn't turn out too well. <laughs> ah, we'll just dump it in January. Yeah. People watch any old shit then. That's basically it. Yeah. They Maybe they, maybe they thought it was going to be a good movie. Turner was crap, so they were like. Uh, and just released it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <sighs> oh, here was uh, yeah. Ah, oh, look, here's someone. Variety. Andrew Barker, also from at, from 2011. Both overblown and undercooked. Season of the Witch is a fine example of a film that would have been great fun if only its creators had a sense of humor about the wild brew of absurdity they had percolating. Yeah. Like I said, it could have been a fun, you know, action-adventure caper, Marvel movie, whatever. Um, But they tried to do this super serious thing and still ended it with CGI goblin fighting (laughs) knights in the monastery. Like, what? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Any any positive use reviews? I mean, a few. Um... So the the movie overall on IMDb at least has a five point four, so it's not it's not good, uh, not good. No, it's not. It's it's that's just straight down the middle. Yeah, when that's and that's very bad for IMDb. <laughs> yeah. That's very bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of the reviews from the time is like sixes and sevens. Um, okay. So I have one here, which is it's from the time. It's fourteen of January two thousand eleven. Uh, not as bad as the critics say. It is. <laughs> not as bad as the critics say it is. Cage seems to care. Mm, <laughs> no. Sinister uh, of Witch was far better film than critics and fellow moviegoers led me to believe. The story is about blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, Cage actually put some effort into his role instead of woodenly walking through the film with terrible hair. Cage shows some <laughs> true emotion and his hair ain't half bad. Cage is hit and miss. Sometimes he's good, bad lieutenant. Sometimes he's bad, the knowing. I think Cage gets an A for effort. It's n- it's not his best acting, but it's an improvement. Perman <coughs> is great as a sidekick slash friend and gets most of the good lines. Special effects are kind of lame and the film drags in certain spots, but overall, Season of Witch is a decent thriller with some cheesy dialogue. The movie isn't bad as everyone makes it out to be. If you have low expectation like I did, you'll probably get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Oh, and the priest name is The Ballsack, which is pretty hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, ba- the Ballsack. You're right. <laughs> Uh, and then, so I, I don't know, really. I, I don't agree. <laughs> no, and that's that's right. I, you know, I, I guess that's because, like, a, a general person doesn't watch as much movies as I do, or like we do. I, I guess I watch more movies yeah. than you do, even. Um, so maybe it's because I've seen more, but. but how can you not like be more discerning than eh? It was fine. Like it's terrible. Wow. How, how I, I know it's subjective and everything, but how can you say that his performance in this is good? Like it's not. It's it's okay at best. Like he's obviously not like giving it his all. It's not A for effort. It's C well, for effort. <laughs> at most. Uh, so I I found one review. It's very long, so I'm not going to read everything. Sure. So I'm gonna jump jump around a little, but I just think it's I don't know what's going on in this review. It's he has given it a ten out of ten. Is he serious or is it like it's so bad that it's good? I don't know. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> so it starts out Dominic Cena. But he uh, repeats what he did with 2001 Swordfish in the Dark Ages, Sword and Sorcery Tale of Woe. Okay, is that a good thing? I I don't know. I don't know. And I don't see how Uh, this is Swordfish, but okay. We begin thinking that this is strictly about the age of uh, unreason, where women were killed by thousands accused of of witchcraft. But in fact, it's not about that at all. But the underlying story of a girl being toted in town where where she could be tried as a witch. It's just a me- uh, mechanism in which Cena gets us into the final act of the film. Uh, Alright. Uh, so, I, I, this, I, I, I don't understand this line, what he's trying to say. So, he says, So, think, Ghost Rider slash Knowings Nick Cage and Hellboy's Ron Perlman as they fir- first desert a church-sanctioned army after years of slaughtering innocents. Was... Why did he use Ghost Rider and No Wing? Uh, that sounds like he's trying to tell me he's bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the review is a 10 out of 10. I... The, the, all examples he has used here, Swordfish, Ghost Rider, No Wing, they're all bad. Hellboy is is fine. Fine, So yeah. that's one, but I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think he kind of saw it as, you know, a fun action-adventure caper that... I wish it was. Yeah. But it isn't, though. I mean, how can you say this is fun? Like, nothing happens. So, uh, hey, hey, I'm jumping through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing I liked was the character development and the interaction <laughs> between Cage and Perlman is as expected. Also, that things are not as they seem. Initially, we think that the priest traveling with them is someone who enjoys killing women just to flaunt his authority. But this is not the case at all. 
We are buffeted with conflicting information regarding the characters of both the girl being transported <laughs> and the priest. Which which one is lying? Which one is telling the truth? Eventually, we found out, but fo- found out, but not before the bloodshed start. <laughs> but it's not as simple as bringing a girl to the abbey and see if the monks burn her at stake. This girl is extraordinary. Is she really a witch, or is she faking it, or maybe mentally ill? But nothing is as it seems, even in this simple movie. For this reason, I give it a high rating, just for twists I was not expecting. Also, Cena is very visual directing, director, <laughs> and it does not lag with the effort. I'm surprised this film was nom- this film was nominated for two Razzies. In a way, I can understand why it did not go well. But this is the kind of movie I like. The main characters chase after one thing, only found find out they need to be worried about something else. It's fringe division in the dark ages. <laughs> it's I I wanna I wanna I wanna see that I wanna see that movie. I I I wouldn't know what he likes what kind of movies he looks he likes. Uh I it's yep. But that's once again, I think that's what I'm talking about. G- general audience, they kind of they <laughs> like they don't they they see the big picture because what he's talking about is the big picture. Like, ooh, yeah, that, it's that the, is the movie we wanted to see. Yeah, but like the the minutia of the movie we're watching is not that. It's them mm-hmm. sitting around a campfire. It's them walking over a bridge. Uh, like, like I, I think I think a lot of people honestly. They zone out. This is me bashing general audience. I don't give a fuck. This is elitist, elitist to be us. I don't care. <laughs> this happens a lot on my other podcast. Um, where where they just zone out. Like when, Whenever there, nothing's happening, which is half the time in this movie, they just zone out. You know, oh, and they start watching their phone. And then, oh, shit, they're fighting wolves. Wow. Did she call the wolves or did they just appear on their own? I don't know. Ooh. Because <laughs> if you don't if you just take those moments, yeah, then it is kind of exciting. Because you only watch yeah. the action scenes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um But if you just if yeah, if you if you actually watch the whole thing, it's a horrifying slog. And you can't yeah. appreciate the little good nuggets that are in there, like we talked about. It's it it reminds me of the way you describe it, it reminds me of a uh, someone I know who used to, uh, back in the days when we had VHSs, yeah. uh, record TV shows on VHS so she could uh, fast forward through all the talky bits. <laughs> uh, but but just reading. So it wasn't a full fast forward, like, like a f- triple speed or something. Oh, okay. So you, just, you can read the text, but you don't have to bother with talking things <laughs> just read the text and then oh a fighting or some action is happening yeah. regular speed okay you're talking again fast forward that's sort of what, what, what you're talking about that kind it's, of way you're watching it's, a movie it's like people watching um, uh, The Hateful Eight and they're getting through the first two and a half hours of that movie and then when they start shooting each other like yeah now we get to the fun part and he's like no yeah. this is the no. payoff the, the fun part is the build-up to the payoff. Yeah. And that's what we don't get in Season of the Witch. Yeah. No build-up to any... We only get the fun parts and no build-up. Yeah. And then the fun parts, quote-unquote, are not fun. There's no weight behind them. There's yeah, no, exactly, because they haven't no, built up um, to it. Yeah, there's no release. No, yeah. It's just, uh, oh, no, this is happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about like in good horror movies, that 
good jump scares. Yeah. It's a jump scare where we have where we, we have been in tension for a quite a while and we're so tense up with something needs to happen that we need this big explosive jump scare which gives us a oof. Okay. Now we can breathe again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of thing. That's the point of it. Uh and, and this movie is one of those dozen horror movies you just use to jump scares all the time. Uh, and they're not effective. Yeah, because no. you don't have you're not tense, so well, it's a it's a it's cares. a it's a paranormal activity movie where you're you're just sitting there <laughs> not really caring because nothing's happening. Like, oh shit! Oh okay, okay, next one, whatever, and no, I don't care what's happening. Oh my god, I jumped again. <laughs> like it's not fun, it's just it's like it's like uh, um, you're not really like watching a movie. It's just like a sensory response to what's happening on the screen. Like it's you're you're brain dead for ninety minutes, and you react when there's action or jump scare. Yeah, that's it. Like this, it's not, it's not good. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is not good, and you should feel bad for liking it. <laughs> Sorry, you should feel bad. Yeah. Well, you should, I wouldn't go that you far. Would, you should you be ashamed of yourself you, if you like this. You, you can enjoy whatever you, you enjoy. Sure. But I'm not going to enjoy it with you. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, based on that, what are you going to give Season of the Witch? <sighs> um, let me just double check. i got to check what I gave it on uh, Letterboxd, so I'm not a total hypocrite here. Um... I gave it. Oh, I'm probably gonna after this discussion, because I gave it there. I gave it a four out of ten, mm. uh, but that's gonna have to go way down. Mm. I'm giving this not no, way down. I'll give it a. I'll give it a three out of ten. Three. Yeah. Yes, because like I said, good sets, good costumes, interesting yeah. nugget of a story, completely wasted and squandered. Yeah, I was gonna give it a five, a generous five. Yeah. Uh, when I started, I think I'm down to to week four now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna go down to a three, but it's close. It is close. So yeah, four for me. Um, there, there, uh, there are some movies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would rather watch this than I would watch like Wing Talkers. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. John Woo does some pretty cool action scenes in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Firebird. I gave Firebird. Oh, a three, I, w- so. I was gonna ask. Like, we haven't talked about Firebird in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather yeah, watch get... this than Fire. Mm, no, I would. I... Yeah, I would. Well, you, yeah, you gave Firebird a two. So oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, you give it a two. I give it a three. Uh, so now you give this one a three. I give it a four. So yeah. one more than Firebird. Yeah, that's that's what this deserves. Firebird is still the bottom of the barrel. I think. Uh, that movie yeah. sucks. It's 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 Firebirds and Deadfall is actually in the same same level. Oh, okay, but but Deadfall that gets a pass because Nicolas Cage is just unhinged in that one, so that saves that movie. Even though in yeah, all in all, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the uh, <clears throat> Man also. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, also... but that's so bad that it's good. Uh, yeah, but you did give it a two, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's there. It's the same as Firebird. I guess, in, yeah. In scores, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. That's so uh, uh, that was uh, Season of the Witch, the first of the four movies Nicolas Cage released in 2011. Yeah, speaking um, of downfall, like I said, this is where it starts. I think, yeah, yeah. So uh, next week uh, it's Drive Angry. Ah. 
which uh, I have talked a lot about. Yes. Uh, I don't think I talked about it that much on air, but off air I talked a lot about yes. it. Yes. Uh, for several years, too. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it is unhilariously so bad it's good movie. And I, I, uh, I've, yeah, I've heard that from you. I've heard it from from uh, people online. And I was like, I should watch that. And then it just never happened. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now I'm going to have to, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's uh, next week. Yes. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and uh, do we have a guest for that episode? Yes, we have a guest. For we that have episode. a guest for that episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have a a a, a, f- a fellow YouTuber join us in the discussion. G- yeah. Give a give a much needed female perspective on what I understand <laughs> is a kind of misogynistic movie. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh. so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Last time we did that was leaving Las Vegas. This will probably be a very different discussion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Ah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be, I'll be very concerned if we we're going to talk next week. Talk about how genius this movie yeah. is. It is actually uh, female empowerment through subjugation. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. So I no, thought no, I was the misogynist. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, yeah, that's next week. That's next week, yes. Drive Angry in 3D, which is the official title. Yeah. Oh. Um, looking forward to it. And if you want to listen to that episode and every other episode in advance, you can check us out on patreon.com slash don'tmakeascene because we release all episodes there in advance. You also get exclusive exclusive episodes of my other podcast, The Spottercast, and you also get commentary tracks, some exclusive videos, and you also just support us in our independent podcast adventures. So check it out. Patreon.com slash don't make a scene. But other than that, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you in the next episode. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedem after a concept by Christopher Billiam. Hosted by Tobias Videen and Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Videen and Laura Kinney. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Laura Kinney, Mom, Dad, Danny Del Gaiso, and Mac and Mom.